0: You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 14th of October. A second draft prospect. We look at Josh Green, a unique background, a solid game, maybe a perfect fit. Our team of the day is the L.A. Clippers, and our free agent is Justin Holiday, one mentioned often around Jazz possibilities. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it. Way better to be a Jazz fan. Today, we are going to look at uh, Josh Green out of Arizona. As I mentioned, we're going to look at the LA Clippers and their roster and whether there's any possibilities there. And then we are also going to take a second and look at Justin Holliday, who I keep being mentioned in a lot of places. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in to Locked Jazz. Thanks for making the Lockdown Podcast Network what it has become. All right, let's get to it. I have now watched two draft prospects. That's it. Jalen Smith out of Maryland, Josh Green out of Arizona. For all the talk of this draft, not having the headline franchise changing talent, that very well may be true. But if the indication that I've seen so far, watching Jalen Smith, watching Josh Green, watching... The Arizona-Washington game from the Pac-12 tournament that I watched, which included Isaiah Stewart, who was incredible in that game. The my general feeling right now is there may be terrific depth in this draft. I don't know if others have said that, but I really like. I'm watching Jalen Smith out of Maryland and thinking, hey, if I can get him at 23, I'm pretty happy. I have the exact same feel about josh green now i'm gonna watch another game of josh green and hopefully have that for you for tomorrow's show um because quite frankly if the guy i watched today is available at 23 i feel like he's got a real possibility to be honestly as good like as good a fit as we could possibly imagine now some of these guys may not be available at 23. And Sam Vecini's last draft in The Athletic, Jalen Smith, who I talked about, is now up to 17. Not, I'm not surprised having watched him. Um, Josh Green goes 22 to Denver. Um, so that's, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on. And there's a lot that can change there. That's one pick above us. But I got to tell you what, this guy to me, In my initial take, and let me give you a little back, is that this could be the perfect fit for the Utah Jazz. So let's give a little background on who this guy is. We'll talk about him today. We'll talk about him tomorrow's show as well. So the backstory is really interesting. He's 6'6", 210, which if you suddenly your two guard next to Donovan Mitchell, that's pretty fabulous because he's big and he's strong. He's got a 6'10 wingspan. He grew up in Australia. Both of his parents were playing professional basketball in Australia. And so his mother is Australian. His father is American. And they were both playing in Australia. And they decided to stay in Sydney and raise their family in Australia. He was, this is what kind of excites me about him, even after watching him, is when you learn more about Josh Green. He played an array of sports, according to Wikipedia. So he played Australian Rules football. He played rugby. He played soccer. He he was a swimmer. Like, I like the multi-sport athlete. He also is age appropriate. We talk about this all the time. We'll always bring this up. He's 19. He'll turn 20 in November. So he turned 18 in November of his senior year. Hey, he's one of the older kids in the class, but that's still the right class. He's turned 19 in November of actually, yeah, he turned 19 in November of his freshman year and now he'll turn 20. Like it, he's correct. There no one was playing games making him older doing any of those kind of things. Um he was an Australian rules footballer in, for a long time which, you know, I not to overplay it, but he's been hit. He likes can handle contact. And when you watch him, you can see that he's a versatile athlete. Now, at 14, they move to Phoenix, Arizona uh, for his dad's work. And he quits football. He becomes basketball. He ends up going to IMG, and he goes to Arizona. He also checks all the boxes. We've talked about this before. Like, you want to find guys that are most likely to be great pros. They went to the Nike Hoop Summit, and they were McDonald's All-Americans. This guy was both. This is a big-time recruit, five-star recruit, number eight on ESPN. And what I saw at Arizona was, you know, he's kind of their third. There's some things that weren't perfect, but in the game against Washington, Washington's playing a funky zone, so I'm going to watch him in another game to be able to give you analysis for tomorrow's show and maybe give you more. But I was wildly impressed with all a lot of aspects of him. Now, first of all, he knocked down a bunch of shots. So he looks good in this game, the game I happen to watch. You know, and I watch two games and the scouts watch a million. But he shot 36% from three at Arizona. His shot looks good. His knees are a little funky. There's a funny thing about his base. Pac-12, though, he shot 30, 17 of 43 from three in 17 games. So he's, he's not high volume. He's hitting one a game. Mannion, Nico Mannion's got a lot of ball handling skill, you know, time. And he didn't shoot the two great. Uh, we'll dig into his numbers a little bit here in a second. What I saw was a kid with a great feel. I saw him understand the zone. Or he's well coached by Sean Miller. I saw him active defensively with great hands. He had 24 steals in 17 Pac-12 games. He was active defensively. He has a high release on his jumper, which I do think really matters when you are you know, get to the pro game. At 6'6", six, six, that's nice. I did not see any ball handling skills. Like, that's the one thing I want to watch. And when you dig into the numbers, remember my theory on numbers is one-on-one play, transition, will kind of tell you the level of athlete. So transition he's in the 79th percentile that's pretty good spot up shooting he's in the 77th percentile that's pretty good working off cuts absolutely nothing off screens absolutely nothing pick and roll ball handler only 21 pick and roll opportunities all year shot two of 14 on those okay that's a little concerning isolation only 14 opportunities Two of nine all year on those. So I'm not sure there's a handle. Like I'm not sure that this guy I like so much isn't just Reggie Bullock. Late first round draft pick of the Clippers a few years ago, six foot six, two hundred and ten pounds. Probably, I don't think Reggie Bullock has quite as good a feel as what I saw out of Josh Green, but Reggie Bullock doesn't have the handle. And when you don't have a handle, that limits you. Bullock kind of bounced around the last few years. Injuries, light career, 39% three-point shooter, started some games for Detroit. He's been all right. He averaged you know 10 points a game at one point in his NBA career. I'm not entirely sure. I don't think Reggie Bullock isn't the perfect fit next to Donovan Mitchell, frankly. He's 6'6", 205. He might be Reggie Bullock. I, I'm not sure that's a bad thing if you're drafting 23. I've got to see if he has a handle. First game I watched of Josh Green, and I'll have more for you hopefully tomorrow, I, I, I don't see the handle. But I see active defensively, great feel for the game, nice arch on his jumper, but it it looks a little wonky. I'd be really interested if I could find it. Corner three versus above the break three numbers. Almost everything I saw was on the baseline against Washington zone. Great defensive hands. But no, saw no ball handling. Got it, saw him stripped once. Good body, good athlete. Great backstory. Checks all the boxes. We'll keep an eye on Josh Green. Watch him again. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. The most delicious protein bar out there. You won't believe your mouth. Whether it's the apple almond crisp, whether it's my favorites, the mint brownie, the coconut, the orange, or if you talk to some of our talent on the Lockdown Podcast Network, they talk about the peanut butter and the coconut almond. And the most recent one is they're all talking about the carrot cake with walnuts. As one guy said, I don't like carrot cake and I don't like walnuts, but I like the built bar with carrot cake and walnuts. It's that delicious. And the macros are amazing. 120 fewer calories than the number one men's bar. Half the fat. Four net carbs instead of 38. Four sugar grams instead of 21. And seven more grams of protein. It's fabulous. Go to builtbar.com. Promo code locked on. Get you 20% off right now. Today's show also brought to you by homie. They're revolutionizing the real estate market right now, and you can be the benefactor of it by saving major money. People are selling and buying homes. California's flooding into our market and jacking up prices and might be the time right now for you to be able to go sell your home. If you're going to do it, do it with Homie. Text LOCK to 88588. That's locked to 88588. A lot of people think it's free to buy a home. It's not. The money you pay for your home is used to pay the seller, their agent, and whatever agent you choose to hire. It's the money that pays both agents. Homey is returning $5,000 back to you. The average seller with Homey, average person, saves $10,000. And Homie houses are going above market value, and they're going above. They're selling faster as well. So check it out with Homey. Check, text LOCK to 88588. An experienced local homie agent will be will help you every step of the way. Remember, you can buy with homie and save thousands. Homies, got your back. Special thanks to uh, all of you who leave our five-star reviews on iTunes. To Whitley108681086. What a great guy. If for no other reason, come here for something different. You may not agree with his analysis, but it's not the vague takes you hear elsewhere. Appreciate that very much. Thank you very much for the nice comments. You're welcome to leave a five-star review on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. All right, LA Clippers. 2021. They're already at $115 million on active cap, so they're going to they're gonna have their mid-level exception and their biannual for them to play with. And they got to figure out what they're doing with Paul George, frankly. I don't think they're trading him. But boy, is there a lot of noise around, these, around it right now. Right? Like, just a ton of noise around the Clippers. And it makes you wonder whether or not, you know, well, we'll have to find out. They have th- three free agents, Montrez Harrell, one of the two Mori, and Jermichael Green. So Marcus Morris Sr., Montrez Harrell, and Jamichael Green are free agents. Paul George is actually up for an extension. And they got to figure out what to do. Lou Williams expiring contracts interesting. So here's what they look at right now. They have 12 players on the books for next year at 15 million, 115 million. Patrick Beverly's making 13. Landry Shamit's making two. I don't know that they would move Patrick Beverly, but you never know. 13 this year, 14 next year might be appealing to someone. Lou Williams is at $8 million and expiring. Rodney Magruder, who didn't give them a great deal this year, is $5 million each in the next two. And then Terrence Mann is near the minimum. The big money is coming out of Paul George at $35 million, Kawhi Leonard at $35 million, both of them with player options for next year. So in theory, they could leave. JaMichael Green, who's kind of their like next backup power forward, has a player option for five million of free agent. I, I'm actually pretty intrigued by Jermichael Green. And then Zubak is signed for 7 million, 7.5, and 7.5. I mean, Montrez Harrell gets really interesting. Someone gonna pay Montres Harrell a bunch of money? The Clippers don't care about the luxury tax because of Steve Ballmer. So that changes a little bit of how they address things and how they look at things. And Jermichael Green at a player option at $5 million, I would suspect, opts out figuring he can get more than $5 million, he can get more than a one-year deal. You better be certain of that. I like Jermichael Green, so I'm probably a little more positive on that. Some interesting kind of how do they shake this thing up and move it around and what do they do? The pieces they have to play with are Patrick Beverly at 13, 14 million. And the only reason you'd move Beverly is that he is frail. He has it, you know, the injuries are real. And he's aging. He's 32 years old. 51 games this year. He played 78 last year. He played 11 the year before that. He's actually held up a little better than I thought. I didn't realize he had the 78, but he's 32. So like he's heading, like that's a. I don't know if they can move it, but they might. Lou Williams at 8 million. I thought they had a Lou Williams problem all year long. They might be willing to move it. Rodney Magruder is an interesting, another piece at some point, you know, Lawrence Frank has to do something here where he tries to go get this team some picks for the future or tries to get things back. I don't think he can get it from Magruder. Magruder only shot 27% from three last year, left Miami and and struggled. So, you know, it will be interesting to see what they do. Jermichael Green, 5 million, as I mentioned before, my guess is Jermichael Green can get more. I like Jermichael Green. I'd love Jermichael Green. Green to me would be an interesting mix for us. That's another one. Career 37% three-point shooter. You know, bench player, slides between the four and the five. Be interesting to see what B-Ball Index says about him. We'll look at him. I'm sure he's on our list of players to look at at some point. If he's not, we'll put him on the list. We'll see if he opts out. Well, I have him down late, seeing if he opts out. He's We have him in November. From a Jazz standpoint, probably not a lot on this roster you're trying to go get via trade. I don't think we really want Lou Williams. Rodney Magruder's shooting's not that clear. I don't quite know what we do with Patrick Beverly. So, to me, there's not a lot here from a jazz standpoint. But it's certainly going to be one of the most interesting rosters to watch. Our free agent today is Justin Holliday. That's a name that has been mentioned an awful lot around the jazz. We'll look at him when we continue today's show. Brought to you by the store. 6200 South, 20th East. I got mudslide cookies yesterday. I climbed Big Cottonwood Canyon with my son, it was like a bucket list item for me. I wanted to get done on my bike. I hadn't done that. And uh, came down afterwards and decided well, if I'm going to climb Big Cottonwood Canyon, then I certainly deserve a mudslide cookie. I got myself a mudslide cookie. They're so good. Locked on mudslide ice cream by Leatherbees, equally as good. The store has that great community feel. All the Utah zones, stop by at 600 South, 20th East. You'll see the high school kids taking the elderly's groceries out. You'll see Amy running people's groceries to their house. You'll see that and feel it when you're there. Go to the back left. You'll see all the pre-made foods that are there, the great briskets from Logan. It'll be good. Or stop by the store downtown at the Gateway. Right across from the Children's Museum. And remember, Wednesday is Sushi Day, if you're listening to this, on the day it's released. It's all at the store, 600 South, 20th East. Also located at the Gateway. Stop by and visit the store erectile dysfunction is not a conversation people want to talk about it's awkward it's embarrassing it leads to people tweeting me that i brought it up we want to brush it off we want to blame it ourselves but roman is here to get you the advice you want and help you with the your needs with no shame had a long day at work i just wasn't feeling it not sure what happened well, it isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction, but Roman is going to make it easy, and they're going to treat ED. healthy life does include a healthy sex sex life, so let's make sure that Roman can help you out. Go to GetRoman.com slash lockdown and get $50 on your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and a free two-day shipping. So with Roman, you get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will help you find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine for free in two days. GetRoman.com slash locked on to complete an online visit and get up to $50 off on your first month of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash locked on. Locked on, NBA. Still coming to you daily, even though the NBA Finals are over, so make sure you subscribe and follow Locked on NBA. Justin Holiday, believe it or not, is now 31 years old. The reason I say believe it or not is Justin Holiday, a long time ago was in a jazz camp. He was the last cut. He was in the Warriors camp, last cut. I mean, you look at the way this guy's career started. Justin Holiday signed in 2013 a 10-day contract with the 76ers, waived. Signed a contract with the Warriors, played for Santa Cruz, waived. 2015, signs a contract with Atlanta, gets traded to the Chicago Bulls. In the midst of all that, he was in a jazz training camp before that. Doesn't make it. June of 2016 he gets traded again. Ju- July of 2017 he signs with the Bulls. Then he gets traded to Memphis. Now, then he signs with Indiana. Now he's a free agent. Made about 4 million last year on a 1-year 4.75 million dollar contract. I suspect he'll be somewhere close. Last year Justin Holiday averaged 8 points, shot f- a career high. Well, not tr- Not truly a career high, because he had one year where he shot better, but only in 27 games. So 41% from three. He was over 40% shooting for the first time in four years. He Or in three years. He really had a, a very good year at 30 years old for the Indiana Pacers. Playing on bad teams prior, he averaged about 11, 12 points a game. So let's take a look at Justin Holiday at 6'6. I don't know whether we should call him a guard or a wing. I I kind of feel like he should be a wing. I always find this hard on B ball index. If they have him as a shooting guard. I think he can play both. We'll call him a guard. Uh top talent, perimeter shooting, off ball movement, perimeter defense. Corner specialist transition f- Fina. Usage low, 8% tile usage rate. So this is a guy that's going to play and doesn't need possessions. Now, when you got Boyan Bogdanovich and you got Joe Ingalls, you got Mike Conley, you got Donovan Mitchell, maybe that's great. Does not touch the ball very often. Was in the fourth percentile of having the ball in his hands. According to contextual data, B-ball index his team he played with had a B-minus offense and B-minus defense. His gameplay consistency was a C plus. His defensive versatility was an A. Okay, so this is... You're not getting him for... You're getting him probably to be a spot-up shooter and a defender. Let's see if the numbers back that up. Three-point shooting, they gave him an A at 42%. Pull-up three-point shooting, he was at 51%. Catch and shoot at 41%. Above the break, 42, corner 3. 43. So those are all A's and B's. His openness rating was average. His gravity was B. His perimeter shot shooting, the game of B plus. Isolation game total isolations per. He doesn't play, didn't do it hardly at all. When he did do it, he was fine, but he just did it very rarely. Finishing at the rim, he gets a bunch of F's. In fact, overall finishing talent is one of the worst in the NBA adjusted drives f total shots at the rim f unassisted at the rim f driver pass out rating b shot difficulty at the rim f finishing at the rim f overall finishing talent one of the lowest in all the nba off ball movement movement attack he gets an a a minus for his off screen movement cuz he's not doing it usually with the ball in his hands playmaking assists per 75 possessions he gets an f Passing aggressiveness, and F. Passing versatility, one of the lowest ratings in the league. Playmaking talent, he gets an F. So no rim finishing, no playmaking talent, according to B-Ball Index. Good shooting. Let's see what he does defensively. Rebounding, by the way, D offensive rebounding, B minus defensive rebounding. Okay, we need a little of that. Perimeter defense, B overall turnover rate. A- minus for loose ball rec rate, which is the estimated percentage of loose balls a player recovers. Not great at steals. Good at passing lane defense. Good at three-point contests. Good at steals. Good in deflections. Shot profile disruption good. And not hunted in isolation. People avoided him. He guarded mega creators about as much as anyone. And he spent actually a good deal defensively on power forwards, small forwards, and shooting guards. In fact, for a guard, he slid down to those guys more than just about anybody in the NBA. So he's more defensively versatile than just about anybody in the NBA. He gets great rim defensive numbers for a guard. Which is interesting. What were his advanced metrics? According to Jacob Goldstein's player impact, B minus overall, C minus offense, B defense. So this is, you're paying $4 or $5 million to this guy. This might be great. Like, you're not getting a star out of these guys. This is a guy who bounced around got cut a bunch. He's now learned how to shoot. He has an effective field goal percentage, 95 percentile this year, points per shot, an A. Has some defensive versatility. He can play multiple positions that allows switching. Real plus minus has him as a C minus, C offensively, C defensively. Raptor had him as an A minus with an A minus defensively and a C plus offensively. And box plus minus had him as an A defensively and a C offensively and a box plus minus B plus. It's an interesting player here. Doesn't need the ball. Doesn't play with it much, which is tough for us because we like to give everyone a chance. Plays in transition. Versatile defensive player and was a dead eye shooter last year. If you believe the dead eye shooting, might be someone to have on the jazz radar. Be interested in your thoughts. Feel free to tweet me at lockdown sports and let me know. Tomorrow we'll look more at what's going on with Josh Green and our free agent for the day will be Aaron Baines and our team will look at as the world champion. Oh, that sucks! Los Angeles Lakers. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.